Hey there, this is Kate McClanahan. This podcast is a rebroadcast. We recently had the privilege of having Cody Smith McPhee join us. And uh, Cody is probably the most sought after young actor in Hollywood under the age of 20. He's known for playing Norman in the animated feature Paranorman, which came out a couple of years ago. And this week you can see him flanked by Gary Oldman and Carrie Russell in The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which premieres July 11th. So we hope you go see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and you love Cody there, but especially right here with us today. So even though this is a rebroadcast, we hope you enjoy it. I think you will because it was really great when we did it a couple months ago, but it, I think it uh, bears repeating because Cody's a pretty amazing guy. So there you go. Hope you enjoy this rerun. Yay, summer. Bring it on. Hi there. This is Kate McClanahan, and this is the Sound Advice Podcast. We've got Cody Smith McPhee here yeah. for our groovy little podcast. Yeah, the groovy little podcast. It yes, is. indeed. It is so, well, yeah, and now, well, now you're a fabulous actor. Oh, thank you very much. Seriously, thank you, you really actually are. You're probably the most sought after act, young actor under the age of twenty. Would you agree? I do could, you hear this? I, I, do you I hear couldn't this? let myself agree, but I would. Appreciate that. I will take it in and appreciate it Great. extremely. Take it as a token of appreciation. Well, you get to work with all these fabulous actors. I mean, in the past year, you've worked mm-hmm. with Ben Kingsley. Yes. You've worked with, oh my gosh, you've worked I've with... I've worked with Robert Duvall. Um, oh, my Charlize Theron. Ooh. Charlize Theron. And was Sean Penn there? No, uh, yes. no, he wasn't. He wasn't he on wasn't. the scene no. yet. No, they were not dating. But yes, I've worked with some very, very cool people. And, That's great. And learnt a lot just... Um, oh, I no. forgot. You were you did The Road. With, the Road, of course. With, uh, Vigo. Vigo, Vigo yeah. who was extremely uh, an amazing person down to earth. So... He's actually he's really inspiring because he does he does poetry and he just really he really gives himself to art in all ways. Yeah. He takes pictures, he makes music, he plays guitar, like name anything, and I, I feel like he does it all. All around artist. So I I really love that, and I'd like to be like that. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to spread myself more around the the art area. Very nice. Definitely. I think you should, dear. I think yes. I like doing this accent. <laughs> yeah, you know? I like this accent. Yeah, every I time you and I hook up, we are always doing yes, that. You yes. know, so it was just kind of funny. So it's um, so I think I yeah I spoke in Scots. You just came back from Scotland. That's right. As I, well, I came back from Scotland. Uh, I was there for two weeks, and then I was in New Zealand for a, a few months before that, doing a film called. Um, what was it called? Slow West yeah. with uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh, nice. And um, He's hot. He is, I almost agreed, and that would have been interesting. <laughs> he is a great looking man, yes. And he is on the front of GQ, so I would also is like he, to. Is uh, he really? I'd like to end it's up doing of, that too. That would be uh, nice. I think you could do that. I think oh, I could. Oh, I think you're headed uh, that I way. I could pull that off. I think you're going yeah. to. I think you will. <laughs> well, you. here's the thing. We're, we're doing this podcast because you not only hail from Australia, mm-hmm. you do a dead-on American dialect. I try. You do a lot of film. You've done a lot of animation. Mm-hmm. So you're a young actor who's come up the line. Now, you've done Let Me In, yes. which is probably your tour de force to begin with. Was Everything yeah. changed from that point yeah. on, correct? Ba- basically. Basically from The Road and Let Me In, it kind of, both of those, yeah, that was, made a That was a perfect to, storm at that time. Kismet yeah. really... Yeah. met at that point. It was point, really great. And off you went. And very grateful for that too. Great. That and was, how old were you at that point? That happened so quickly. It was um, when I was, I think 12, I did The Road and uh, yeah. that just came out of doing uh, feature film auditions in Australia. Yeah. And I, was, I would actually send them, I would never come here, I would just send them over to my, my agents here and stuff. And Your I audition would, you would? Yeah, the auditions and I would, I would um, 
you know have a few meetings with with people here and producers and stuff and nice. so it was back and forth but then eventually I, I got a call back for the road with Vigo in the room here and um, nice. it was very overwhelming how many auditions do you even recall at that uh, time back when that I must have done I think at least three or two or three uh, tapes sent them off so yeah. they kind of wanted to get all they could I guess sure. oh you were still in Australia yep still in Australia wow. and then they invited me over um, to do an actual audition with the director and and, and Vigo nice so, that's cool it was amazing yeah yes. game changer oh of course now when you did and you did let me in and mm -hmm. then from there now you tend to do a lot of dark stuff which is cool yes I mean I it makes you I know I know your mom and dad yes right? <laughs> so the thing is is that and they're pretty cool yes you know? they're amazing yes. yeah which is but you get you do you do what most actors who are Seriously, 25 to 35 years old who are going, I want to do a role like that, well, you know? I think, so. I think I, I'm extremely lucky, first of all, but I think that, you know, to have that option to keep, keep kind of doing that right. kind of stuff. But I love that stuff because it, it, no matter if it's an independent film or, or a big feature film, through this whole, uh, you know, well, those have been the things that stick with you, the quality yeah. stories or, or the things that, you know, will, sh will string chords in you that, that you don't want to go to in real life, yeah. places that you don't really want to go to. So I like to go to those places. I like to create energy there. And yeah. it, it's it's really fun to kind of show that that, that part to the I world totally in a agree. fun way. Yeah. So definitely I get all, all, <laughs> all different things that come in like comedy and that but yeah most of all the, uh, the so do you read your out. own scripts or does it is it your it'll, talent agent or your manager or kind of be a mix it'll go through like them first definitely and yeah. then they will you know think of ones that that will be best for me and then they send it to me and then i read it and then uh, and see what happens from there. Yeah, and it's yeah. not always on page, is it? No, no. Sometimes you'll be going into a room, and if it's if it's a really big kind of studio film, you, you're not allowed to own their sides. You're not allowed to have them. So you have to go in and um, literally do a cold read. And yeah, yeah. Good. It's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, but a lot how of how do you, do you vary from the script much? I mean, when you when you audition, um, or do you stay very strict to it? I I try to keep, you know, when you read a script, you immediately try to latch on and hook to the vision of what the director's trying to give out or the writer. No if you what. even know what that is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I, a kind of vibe of the script grows upon me and then I'll kind of try to take that, what they've made for me yeah. and twist it and put it into my own, you know, put it through my own filter sure. and then give it to them. And because, you know, they're looking for something different, but they, they want to be comfortable. They want to be within what they created. Yeah. So I try to show them that and give them a little more something different yeah so yeah and that's, that's the, there's your key right there yep. you know you sure. give them a little more you give them something a little bit different yep. and it's how you would do it what i love about what you bring to the table though cody is that you really you're very decisive and right. it, yet if you are given direction as you know i'm sure this is something that you've seen they'll go well that was cool can mm -hmm. we try it like this too of course how many takes is a normal amount of takes I mean, you've got an, a unique advantage point is there a normal is it, you know, I mean, like, you've now done Planet of the Apes, mm -hmm. you guys have just wrapped, mm -hmm. right? Yep, we finished that in uh, Vancouver and New Orleans, and that should be coming out, I think... Soon. This year, yeah, soon, yeah. yeah. Good. So that's great. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So, so now that was an unusual experience. Who, who directed? Uh, Matt Reeves directed that, and uh, Matt Reeves uh, was actually on Let Me In with me. Oh, so that I was, didn't realize that. It was very cool to uh, cool. work with him again. Um, but with, the, I was going to say, adding to your question of, you know, kind of how many takes. Yeah. 
it really actually varies with the director, of course. Right. You know, because some might have a stronger vision of what they want for their character or it kind of depends on everything, the scene mm. and timing, I guess. But, you know, someone like Matt Reeves, he loves you to do what you think first and then he'll come in and he might do a bunch of takes, absolutely yeah. what he wants and different. Yeah. Or someone whom I just worked with, um, John McLean and on Slow West, wow, he was the director. Cool. Yeah. He, uh, he would literally let you do what you want and sometimes be comfortable with that. He would just kind of... That's perfect. ...take yeah. that and put it in and he just kind of likes the randomness of the spontaneous moment. So I guess some directors are extremely different, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, just it's as an actor, go going with the flow and, and adapting to what they want is is important That's but also really key, yeah. while you're staying in the moment you're really not thinking of those things because you know when you add when you point those things out it makes it sound more important oh than sure usual. no i get it but yeah because you who nobody's really counting of course, right of course. i mean you, you know i mean the cameraman has to you know keep you know they've got to log it and they've got to know what they've got there yep. and uh you know they're they're trying to and that's where the track. numbers are there that's right but exactly then, you know it's kind of hard putting numbers on art, isn't it? It's like it is, it's but you so know what? But the, it is quantitative. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really mm -hmm. is. There's some, and you know, most actors have this idea. I think, especially young actors, you know, they have this idea. Well, I'm just aren't they after just one perfect take? Right. So that mm -hmm. is subjective, right mm -hmm. there. What is the perfect take? And again, don't you agree that Definitely. what we're what our job is as actors? And it doesn't matter if it's for voiceover. It doesn't matter if it's for film or television or what. They're after options mm -hmm. within the parameters exactly. of what's being asked of you. That's what I was going to say. Within the directing room, you know, you want to think of that. They have to sit in there and <laughs> edit that whole movie after right. you have left and, and just, right. you know, done your job, dip out of there. So right. Which is why you're brought back in later mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. because they go, you know what? We didn't this have took this. us in a whole new direction. Yep. We, I like that better. Room. Exactly. That was cool. Let's yep. do a little more of this. Exactly. So it's best just on the day to be exactly as open as you can, yeah. artistic and crazy, and do it all. It's Give beautiful. it all to them because yeah, it might, you know, great. it might grow into a tree or something else. Yeah. Now you've done so you do ADR work on all these gigs too. ADR yes. being automated dialogue replacement. In other words, yes. there's not a film, sh there's not a TV show that even when you did your TV, I know you were on a t TV series in, yeah, in I, Australia. Yeah, I've done yeah? a couple of TV kind of movie things. Uh, what what like was that. the show that you were on in, in uh, as you were I did, small um, then, you know? Yes, it was kind of the first few things I, I started doing. Uh, it was Stephen King's Nightmares and Dreamscapes they were making for the TV. And uh, wow. that was actually the first thing I'd, I'd ever done. And I had a little role in the first one, and then I actually got a role in another one. Wow. As a completely different role, and then I actually got a role in another one, but they didn't let me be in it because I'd, I'd already showed up too much. But <laughs> <laughs> so that was a Let's, lot of fun. I'm gonna keep you on that yes, mic. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep no, on no, no. Here, let me take this. One. Okay. No worries. It's um, all podcasting <laughs> stuff. We can do it. We can do a. Oh yeah, this. Here, there you go. Thank you very much. Oh, and that one. There you go. Um, so yeah. So yeah, that was. I did that. What were we talking about then? Oh, we, we were talking about ADR. You know, uh, yeah, now, of have course. you ever done a oh, job where you didn't? I mean, every job you have to do ADR. Yeah, every job you have to do ADR, and people don't even really think about it. It's a, and it's extremely, it's an extremely uh, energy kind of. You, you have to have yeah, because you're suddenly you were you might have been out in a field yeah, you, and screaming at the top of your lungs, and then exactly. suddenly you are in a booth. Yeah, and it's about the size Matching, of a closet here. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you're going ah, you exactly. know. And so I've got to do that. Match the same energy. Yeah. So sometimes you have to be thinking about that, of course, on set and try and get your words out clear you got to be helping kind of everyone everyone's yeah. everyone's working in this big universe 
Right. Of, Which uh, is of cool. The set. Yeah. I mean, like, now am I okay on mic, by the way? Yeah. Okay, because I'm not even listening. I just I can, down Yeah, me. I can hear you. I'm thinking, you sound great. I hope I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> just me talking the whole time, just answering like, no questions. <laughs> No, but anyway, no, but it, no, but the ADR thing is a big deal, and most people yeah. think, oh, well, voiceover is so different from Ridiculous. acting. We talked about this last night a little yeah. bit. Um, voiceover is so different from acting for <clears throat> film or television or whatever. Mm-hmm. Acting is acting is acting. That's my yeah. viewpoint on it, and it's really. And I just don't understand why someone would tell you it's different because yeah. you, all, you just have different yeah, genres it, just like anything. It's basically just like, you know, if you if you do animation opposed to um, live action, yeah. literally it's just acting, looking at acting at another point of view. That's right. that's all it is. It is what it is. It's in the same bucket. Right. Um, it's definitely a different experience, you know. Absolutely. I think it's a kind of... Definitely the experience of it is different. The yeah. creation of it is different. Yeah. Um, but in the end, kind of the process is, is all the same. It's, it's all expressing the same. yourself and creating a character and a story and Point letting of view. people follow it. Yeah. Point of view. Are you interested in what you're talking about? In the is moment, your character yeah. interested in what they're Always. talking about? Um, and I think that, can you yeah. do it as effortlessly as possible? And sometimes you want to come back at it going, no, I think I was like choking on the battle with a little too tight on oh, that. Let me sometimes, just try it again. Sometimes you will come across a scene and, and you will spend such a long time on it that it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then most of all, it'll be the scenes that you just skimmed right past in the script. Right. Because sometimes things read better, you know, you read it like sure. a book. It reads so much better. And then, you know, you come across those little obstacles in the middle of the day and those things, I mean, Love sometimes that. you don't know what to do. It I, just, isn't it that just cool, goes though? on forever. Yeah, oh, but that, know, that, is, that is the, un, you know, the unknowing of, of this kind it's, of business. I love that. It's funny. There's a fellow named Eric Sherman who is my, I call him my film godfather. You know, <laughs> he's, this guy, I mean, like he grew up in the film industry. His father was a big director. And wow. He directed like Clark Gable and all this kind of stuff. I mean, he was huge. He was really wow. well-known. Joan Crawford. And he had That's affairs awesome. with all these women and stuff. And he, I mean, his, not, not Eric, his dad. <laughs> yeah. And his dad lived to be like 100 years old. You know? Oh, my gosh. I know. Wow. And, and uh and Eric's like, so he smokes cigars and he talks like, you know, George Burns. You know, oh he talks like, he's kind That's of this crazy awesome. guy. He's really awesome. But he so is an cool. absolute docent when it comes, in other words, he is like this proficient, he knows everything about the subject right. of film. I right. mean, I've never met anybody quite like him. And, and that, he, he, he was telling, he was, oh God, where am I going with this blast? Uh, a minute we ago. We were talking about, it up. we were talking about, beep. And we're talking about all the different forms of acting. Oh, oh, how I come across. Sometimes ah. you come across a, a horrible oh. kind of yes obstacle. And you were saying you were saying like you you might have a scene where you just skim across it in the, it, when you're reading the script at first and thinking, holy crap, mm-hmm. we spent more time on that than anything else. Yeah. That was nuts. Yeah. And then it's like, wow, how'd that come about? I remember Eric telling me in uh, I think it was the movie The Battle of the Bulge. There was like two sentences, and it says uh, scenes of. You know, it's like some war picture, right? right? It was like World War II picture. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, um, and there's just two lines and it said something like, you know, the, the trek across, you know, we see this massive trek across Europe. It took him two months to shoot all that. It, well, those two oh, lines yeah, represented. Yeah, the, little, the little massive trek across Europe. <laughs> right, exactly. And it was this huge thing and yeah. it took him forever to no, create No, that, that was also one of them in Slow West. You just reminded me. Uh, they had to do this huge shot, um, a huge wide. Yeah. And we were literally in the middle of a plane that just went for miles. Wow. Uh, and I mean, like, obviously just a field, just a paddock. Yeah. And the the, the camera was way, way miles out. And yeah. I was on this horse with, uh, with the radio. 
And of course, that was just one of those little obstacle scenes that took way too long to do. Just oh, all day rough. trekking through the through the uh, through the hot, hot heat. Oh, mother of pearl! Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exciting. But those are the things that you just go through the script and like, okay. And he walks across a field, and right. all right, moving yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, I assume going across. Yeah, a field. yeah, okay, yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Spend right, two days on it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but of course, like, once again, you go home at the end of the day and go. Hang on, I'm actually getting paid for that. Oh, yeah, oh exactly, oh exactly. That's yeah. right. It's a, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. We're so lucky. Actually. It's great. <laughs> oh, well, that's what's one of the beauties of our art, though, too. I yeah. Think. But um, when it comes to so the ADR stuff, did you ever find it difficult, or was it? Oh was yeah. There, I mean, sometimes it's it's yeah. It, I think it's extremely difficult. But what do you find different in terms of doing ADR? What What are your recommendations if if a talent has to go in and do ADR? What would you suggest they do? What what do they what do they have to concentrate? I first of all always go in because at the end of the day it's not really like kind of technique and all that it's just you personally how you're feeling. Right. I always go in and I know that I'm going to be there for four hours. You just got to know. <laughs> you're going to be there for. <laughs> this four is hours. going to be a huge deal. Yeah. yeah. And you have to spend time in it. And um, but it's it's so touchy. It's kind of I wouldn't really even have any advice you just know it when you're there because you have to match the lip flap, yeah, it's, right it's of lip, what you just did um you know but emotion emotion you still have you have to be right in that moment that you were in you know on that day and that that might be somewhere completely different right you know right. um there's no lead-in really is so there? yeah there's no lead-in but i wouldn't want to you know honk my own horn but apparently I'm, I'm pretty great i always finish pretty early i always finish nice. at least an hour or two early so wow that's a, well you know do you think doing paranorman helped on that definitely yeah. Definitely, one hundred percent. That I think that helped. Yeah. So you played Norman in Paranorman. Yes. <laughs> which is, I first of all, I loved Coraline. I love Coraline. It's so I beautiful. loved it. So and, beautiful. They and also, so I'm, good from at Detro- I'm from Detroit originally. Oh wow! And that was set. You yeah. know, he was from. Det- he's from Detroit. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like going, what? Detroit That's Zoo? So funny. Oh my God! My brother lives really close to there. You know, I was like going, oh yeah. my God, this is so cool. Yeah. And that was my that I loved it. I thought oh, everything like a, about it. Though, like was a great at taking you out of your um, normal world, putting you into eerie one, and, yeah. and taking you on a good adventure. And I think they do films that are really great for adults and kids. As I well, agree, all the and time. that's what you want. They're so perfect. That's my that's my favorite thing. I think anything that entertains eight to eighty, but. I say mm-hmm. that, but then I love Breaking Bad, and uh, that's yeah. not for an eight-year-old. No, really. Definitely, definitely not. No, and True, True Detective, which is on HBO right now, is one of my. Who knows? It might faves, be so good that the kids are just like, oh, "This is amazing." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Breaking right. Bad's over now. It's done. Isn't I it? know, but I, I can't. I keep going back to it somehow. Man, that's why I've just seen. That's why I've just seen. IPad. Just everyone running around on the street, not knowing what to do. I know. That's exactly. The, oh, you talk about Walking Dead. Dead. That's and Walking Dead. Dead. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, sorry. We're in the world of Walking Dead. <laughs> Do you watch Walking Dead? I, oh man, I've seen a few episodes of it and Breaking Bad, but I actually, I know a lot of people say this, but I cannot watch it because it's I know disturbing. I will get hooked. No, 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 oh. I know I'll get hooked. Disturbing. What's wrong please. with that? Disturbing. I know, I, I come on. You're, I am I, it's disturbing. totally, I was going to say, <laughs> I, no, I thought you were going to say, because it makes it's me too scared. <laughs> no, it's it's too good. And um, yeah, I would act- actually get hooked to it. And Game I of Thrones too, Game wrong? of Thrones. Game of Thrones Oof. is fantastic. I would just. I got in. hooked this last season. I thought I'm not watching this crap. And then I was like, <laughs> No, no, <laughs> that'll that'll, that'll be me. It. And then I'll be watching it, not doing my scripts. <laughs> Cody will be fantastic. Cody will be acting in his movies like Game of Thrones, trying to be you know Breaking Bad scenes. It'll be bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. It, well, that's tough with the little brother around there too. I yeah. Mean, like it's like you got to kind of watch yeah, what you're doing. That's true. That's true. But I'm telling you, True Detective. Oh my God. True Detective. What's I'm that? Tra- on? I tried to get your mom to come down and stuff and What's watch it this on? movie. It's on HBO. Oh, okay. It's Matthew McConaughey. 
And Woody Harrelson, this is a brand new series that's on HBO Mm -hmm. that blows my Mm -hmm. mind. And it was so disturbing the other day. Seriously, the episode was so disturbing. There's nothing relaxing, okay, about (laughs) it. Nothing at all. I mean, it's just like, it was so disturbing, I had to turn it off because I I just needed to chill out for a little bit. Uh, Yeah, this, this, what I'm about to say is going nowhere, but... You no, just remind me, ahead. I read this script and the other day, and sometimes you just come across things in scripts that yeah. are just, oh my God, that is that is bad. It's That is disturbing. Wow. Yeah. Holy cat. Yeah. yeah, and you even got it. Yeah, so. I just had one. Yep, definitely. Wow, wow. It, it well, might this, come out later. This happened actually in, in True Detective in this last episode. And just I, gruesome? It was... I, it's a, a part of life I was not familiar with. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, that, one of those. <laughs> and I just kind of went, okay, you know what? I got to not I'm watch this for it. a minute. And I, and I had to just turn it off. And I've watched it four times since. Okay. All right. All the there through. you go. That's I, Because I was just like, okay, that's it. I got to see it. You go into a place of life that you've never been before. Well, yeah. The next thing, you're a, you're a drug dealer. Well, you know what? And now, <laughs> now I'm cooking meth. Now, now she's I, co- I was It's a beautiful a house, by the way. The, the kitchen looks Thank you. really oh, well, yeah. clean. Thank you. Well, you know, it's um, clean for a meth cooker. Little stench of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chemicals. <laughs> Terrible. That's why she does the podcast. She was going to move on to the interviews, but the house. Nah, it's just good enough. We've got. (laughs) That's too funny. That's crazy. By the way, going off topic of the. Well, it's actually. That's okay. This is a podcast. That's what we do. (laughs) Exactly. What do you think? My perfect medium. Exactly. What do you think? uh, As genre-wise, what what would you want to be the next kind of hook show? Because we've had like drug stuff and all the intense, like sad Game of Thrones, Lord of the Ring kind of things. I think I kind of want to see like maybe a Western TV show or a space or like. Have you seen? Well, there's Hell on Wheels. Have I could seen, be naming. Have you seen Hell on Wheels, which is no, on no, AMC? No. That's that's kind Western? of Westerny. Yep. Well, here's the thing. I've got one for you, mm-hmm. and this is something that I've been trying to do. Yeah, out I of the j- box. This is totally. Yeah. Do you know Ray Bradbury? Do you know who Ray Bradbury was? Mm, no, no, it's okay. No. He wrote short stories and stuff, and he wrote like um, oh, okay. sci-fi and stuff like that. Right. He passed away about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He was like 96 years old. He, mm-hmm. Amazing man. He wrote, um, there's some short stories called The Martian Chronicles. Okay. And I adapted those really? for an audio book. Yeah. And you can actually hear them on our on one of our sites oh and stuff gosh. like that. I own the rights to our own stuff, but I can't do, I can't sell them. I can't do anything. Oh, of course, but yeah. I can play with them. And, yep. and I got a bunch of my friends together and I go, let's do these. That's very cool. And he like loved that. them. I gave them to him first and I said, I want your blessing. I want to be able to do this. What do you think? And nicest guy in the world calls me up I felt like Hemingway was calling me on the phone I swear to God it was like that is so cool, honey though. these are great you know I was like going thanks dad you know I was like holy oh cow are you kidding and uh, you know okay great you know I go and he goes well you know I, uh, you know Universal owns the rights to the Martian Chronicles oh, cool. Frank Darabont was supposed to direct mm-hmm. and that's why he sold them to him mm-hmm. to them but nothing ever came of it and they're right. really great short stories if you want to read some I'd, I'd love to Aris for Rocket is another one that's really cool I mean he's, all these short stories mm-hmm. that are really kind of cool it was like from the late 40s early 50s and very we're right. going to the moon you know right. this kind of that's stuff so cool. but it was so fanciful and so that's human so and so yeah. real and it was cool well, here's my here's my I feel what you're saying. well. He also wrote this book called. Or he wrote these shorts. It's a book called The Illustrated Man. Mm-hmm. And The Illustrated Man. Here's my idea, and I'm going to put this on a podcast, and you yeah, can tell yeah. me whether here or not we should cut it or not. Yeah. But I because here's here's the thing. Ray Bradbury never he never he always was very open with his right. ideas, and I had said to him, you know, I have this idea for The Illustrated Man. He goes, Oh no, that's okay, honey. This is about ten years ago, and he said, Oh, I'm working with Mel Gibson on that right now for Sci-Fi Channel. What? And it never came about, right? So, I mean, have you ever heard of it? Wow. No, it never came about. So, whatever happened there, just they Ooh, fell apart. I they weren't getting along. I know that much. Right. And not from him, but I just know that that wasn't right, right. going well. That happens. 
It does. Yep. It happens. Yep. This is what happens with it it's happened with the HBO it, thing. Know. Exactly. Not everybody's going to jive. Yeah. You know. So I mean, it's the way it goes. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, but anyhow, here's uh, my idea was this. Illustrated Man. This yes. is what the what the short story was about. Was there and there was a movie made like in the early in the mid sixties or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. with Rod Steiger, who is like an emotional train wreck. This oh, man. Gosh. I mean, seriously, where you want to go? Oh my God! It's just showing every wound to the point where you go, "Can I feel something for myself, please?" <laughs> I know I'm the audience, but please, I want to feel something. On you my actually own. feel you're the audience. I have feelings too, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You're not the. You're not the monopoly of feelings, <laughs> buddy. You know. But anyway, um, no. But he. Here's what happened. I said to him, I go, here's my idea for Illustrated Man. I think yeah. it should be like Night Gallery. Do you know what the Night Gallery was? No, I don't. Do you know what the Twilight Zone was? Yes. Twilight definitely. Zone. Well, Night Gallery came out about 10 years after yeah. Night uh, uh, Twilight Zone yep. ended. Yep. Ray Bradbury was instrumental in the Twilight Zone coming about. Okay. Um, okay. Rod Serling, who did you know, uh, Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. um, had done this... TV play because TV was new. He did a TV play called Requiem for a Heavyweight, okay. and it won all these awards and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And they gave him they gave him carte blanche. They said, "Guess what? We're going to give you a TV series. You can do whatever the heck you want." And he was a nervous wreck. And he goes, "But you get to host." And he's oh. now this is during McCarthyism. Okay, this is do you know what McCarthyism was? Not really. God, I'm throwing all this. No, crap you're at throwing. You. I, I, so sorry. No, no, no. I I have my brain filled up with ridiculous other things as well that you probably wouldn't have. Oh, it's, well, anyhow, McCarthyism was... I'm bad in my own career, which is, let's say... Back, back in the 50s, there was this thing where um, this senator from Wisconsin, this fellow, decided that uh, anything... If you were a communist, then you should not have anything to do with Hollywood, and you should be blacklisted. And so he started gunning after Hollywood, and it was a mess. And people, Jeez. like, threw themselves out windows, and it destroyed careers, and it was a big oh deal. Gosh. There's a great movie called The Front... But, and Woody Allen plays the lead in it. Mm-hmm. Check it out. You'll totally dig it. And it's about the it's about that, McCarthy era. That's brutal. And McCarthy was his name was the, the senator who did this right. Right. And he was he was an alcoholic. Wow. And he died shortly after too. And but he ruined so many lives. I mean, that's it was insane. just a train wreck. Yeah. So much effect in Hollywood, and that's such a he's more politically such politically involved. It was pretty crazy. Kind of crazy. Well, this was at the same time, right? And so they said you get to do whatever you want. Get to do whatever show you want, and all this kind of mm. jazz. And here's poor Rod Steiger, Ste- or Rod Steiger, listen to me, Rod <laughs> Serling, going, "Oh no, oh my God, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on TV. Well, I don't know what to do." Well, he's having dinner. He and his wife were having dinner with Ray Bradbury and his wife. Mm-hmm. And Ray Bradbury goes, "You know what you're gonna do? You're gonna put a bunch of these guys to work because none of them can, none of these writers can work because they're all blacklisted." Oh. Here, I know this guy. Here, here's his, here's his book too. Here's his. This is going to be great. Here's what you do. You do the Twilight Zone. Who cares? It's out of from outer space. Who cares? You know, you could you could do anything. It's a different show every single week. Something new. Go for it. And is that what Twilight was? And it that's was what everyone's it is. different short stories. And it was just these crazy See, realities. That's what I always thought. I was like, yeah, these. These are way too good of episodes to be just like coming from one source. I know. I mean, oh no, they didn't come. Oh from my one gosh! Source. But what was cool was They're Rod amazing. Serling gave them that opportunity. Yep, yep. Ray Bradbury wrote I mean, on it's them. Genius. But there was, it's genius. It was absolute genius. Yep. Well, so my idea for Illustrated Man, which is a, a, a book that Ray Bradbury wrote, right. was, and here's what the story was, and this is what I told Ray, and this mm-hmm. was God, maybe it was 2002 or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, this is my idea. So I think, and it's one of your stories. I think this is what we should do. It should be a TV series. Because, oh, no, no, I'm already working. He goes, just for giggles, because he liked my, my adaptation. Yeah. And he thought I should be writing the, play, the right. um, screenplay right. for Martian Chronicles. And I said, well, why aren't they having you do it? And he goes, ah, they don't want to hear from the old man, honey. <laughs> I'm going, all right, whatever. 
good grief. Yeah, wow. who, who knows? You're just a master at this. Anyhow, I said to him, okay, well, here's my idea for this mm-hmm. this thing. You know, He goes, just for the heck of it, what's your idea? And I go, okay. The pilot is this. You've got Depression Era, Carnival, mm-hmm. and he's now aging mm-hmm. Strongman. Mm-hmm. And he's getting his ass kicked in Podunk, Kansas, you know, for the third yep. time, like in the last two That's weeks, cool. you know what I mean? And he's like going, cripe. And his best friend is the auction barker, right? And he's going, <laughs> man, you got to do something about this. And he's going, oh, this is horrible. And he goes, just go have a couple beers. We'll talk tomorrow. You know, this is so stupid. I don't yeah. know what the hell we're going to do with you. And it's threadbare and everybody's starving. It's the depression and, mm-hmm. and it's the dust bowl, middle of the country. It was talk about a drought. They were yep. going through a major drought at that yep. time, too. Yep. But it was the middle of the country. So he goes out and gets bombed, and he ends up with some chicky. Wakes up the next morning. He's tattooed from head to toe. Barely remembers what happened la- the night prior. And, now, and it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. He's got a show that night. He's got to you know, be the strong man. And, oh, and his friend's going, he's going, oh, my God. He sees, him, sees himself in the mirror. He goes, what? oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm tattooed all over my whole body. And his friend goes, look it. She did you a favor. And he goes, did you see who that woman was who I went home with last night? He goes, whatever. Sort of, kind of. I don't know. And he goes, listen. She did you a favor. She was a great tattoo artist. I don't know if you've noticed. Take a look at these things. These are amazing. Mm. I was noticing you were, I tried to wake you up earlier, but you were, you know, yeah. Yeah. overserved yeah. last night. So here's, here you are. And he says, well, she did you a favor. I have the guy working on the poster. You're now the illustrated man. Wow. All you got to do is take your shirt off. You turn around, look at this. Yeah. He's tattooed from head to toe. Who cares? He goes, it's ridiculous. Nah, it's good. It's great. Go get cleaned up. You're going to be the illustrated man tonight. So wow. fine. So he goes, to, he's going to have the show. So now he's got the show and all you got to do is take your shirt off, turn around. He's all kind of beat up and everything. Yeah. So he gets in front of this group of little carny people who come to see this little carnival mm-hmm. and they start coming alive on his body. The, the tattoos. Oh, wow. And we have the technology and this is what I of said course. to Ray at the time. We now have the technology. You can do easily this stuff. Well, now we do. Really? Yeah, now. It really now easily. We, do. we can do it right here. 10, like, 12 yeah. years ago, it was it was a little That's, bit less, yeah. but I thought we could do this, you yeah. know? And so it comes alive and you go into that story and then you come out of that story and here he is. He's being run out of not only the carnival, his friend's like going, get out of here, man. So now he's trying to track down this woman who tattooed him from head to toe. So it's kind of like Kung Fu where he's chasing right, after, right. where's my father? No, yep. in this case, he's trying to find this woman yep. who tattooed him from head to toe. And all these stories come alive on his body. Mm-hmm. So you're either going into one of those stories. And it could be 3,000 years from now. Wow, that's genius. Or it genius. could be 3,000 years ago. Yeah, I love that. Because anything. within that, you could have some really kind of like like crazy episodes of like sacred geometry with on, with, on his oh, body sure, and sure. ancient Egyptian well, things. Well, that's funny you should say that. So my idea on this thing too, there, here's the first season. Mm-hmm. He's getting, he's fine, he's tracking her down. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's in jail. Sometimes he's just sleeping underneath mm-hmm. an apple tree, you know, oh alongside God, a road so cool. or whatever. And he rolls over and this thing comes alive and yep. that thing comes alive or whatever. And it's like another Doctor Who slash Twilight Zone. Sort of, yeah. yeah it's I total it. Twilight Zone. I love it. No, that, I think that's genius. But, but um, he had... Uh, I thought it would be really cool, but at the end of the first season, here's the kicker, mm-hmm. right? So I think he gets close to who she is. He finds out, oh, and he, you find out that he's being chased. She put her entire history of her planet. She's from outer space, and she put oh all, her entire history on her on his body. Wait, that is and so And they're chasing cool. him, and so it's like, and then you go into the next season, and it's like, oh, what the? That's what? so funny that you say that. Now we're going <clears throat> really off topic, but once yeah. again, as you said, it's on topic. It's all talking about it's art. All, but yeah. it's funny that you said that. If we ever choose to take the right foot forward that and and do it i would i would love to help you because or be involved wouldn't that be a blast because i actually love um i love 
studying sacred geometry and yeah. literally the the way where the world came from the universe yeah. absolutely everything because and, it's like that i think yeah. that's what you where you can go with I, that I, you can do some crazy things with that and to have that in that world of depression you know yeah, people are not going to listen to crazy things you no, know that happen especially like that. then so i think that's really cool to Wouldn't have a, a, a spacey kind of maybe aztec kind of oh feeling to it would be great and it would, and it would be perfect if it was brian depression. cranston you know it's kind of funny brian mm -hmm. cranston would be a perfect mm -hmm. guy for that if he got buff that's true and it's like you know that's and, true. and he it wouldn't be i mean he's such a dedicated well, actor cool. i like that it would be somebody like him that might you know? be getting snipped off and uh, i know now that we've put it on the podcast yeah. thing but you know but i like that idea for uh, a story that's something that i would want to yep. follow when that when i told ray that ray's never one to keep his lips you know right you know and it never occurred to me oh i'm just telling him the story this is my idea he goes mm -hmm. i love that idea and he goes it's better than what we're doing you know <laughs> this kind of stuff and it was I so funny yeah he was so See, never that, that, no filter you know and and anyhow he had within 18 mm -hmm. months this show called carnival came out mm -hmm. and shortly after that a show called lost yeah. came out yeah and i thought here we go. You can have the idea. It's whoever actually brings it through the goalpost. Exactly. You know? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You got to be. I love that. But the I, person I, doing I also because I can already feel the vibe of you know who who are you just describing yeah. and I, I kind of strive to also be like that. I mean, you, you shouldn't strive to just be normal in yourself, but you know, naturally just be it. Yeah. But I I love that because you meet these people whom you look up to so much in your life, and yeah. then when you meet them. You know, like Vigo and, and Chalice and everyone yeah. who I've really worked with, so Ben Kingsley, it, they're just down to earth and they just love what they do and it yeah. just shows the purity of, you know, you're doing the same thing. You're doing the exact same thing and and you can be just as accessible as oh. them and anyone else in the oh, world. Absolutely. It's really, oh, it's absolutely. It's so cool. It's well, so yeah, because cool. they're just people, you know Yeah, what I mean? everyone is just a, you know, a person. What I, what I love about Ben Kingsley, too, and it's funny because it's something that I coach. Mm -hmm. and I, when, I, when I coach for voiceover and, you know... And, and actors in general or when we cast um, I often tell you know talent you know to stretch the canvas mm -hmm. animate the read beyond what you think is really comfortable mm -hmm. and do it from the beginning I'd love to know what your process is I tell them I tell people to do that and they go yeah 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 right. most talent will want to ramp up into their performance yep. and then they start shutting down by about take seven or eight yep. and they go that's perfect yep. and it's like well that's not how I practiced it well guess what this yeah. is a living, breathing thing, man. Exactly. You got a moment. If you, you, if you're creating, this is a time art. Acting is a time art. Mm -hmm. You have a. It's about mm -hmm. right now. Definitely. You know, and you, if you exu if you are only acting in a vacuum where you remove that from the equation, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to be really weird. It's going to be very hard. And I, I, I've heard of a lot of, you know, really well-known um, um, teachers in acting mm -hmm. and thing saying that you you know when you act they don't want to see anything of you you right. are you are not that character at all and i think it's like it's the same thing as you were saying it's in this moment now you know it is you you are you are expressing you know it's an ex yeah it's an, an expression of you. Of, of you it's, it it's is what you could have been what you sure. aren't what you are what you it's something that you have in yeah, you without from question you, from from that you know part of the universe absolutely I, I think it's, that's that's a lot of fun as well to express. My process is really, I mean, from day one, yes, it was it was more of a you know this is actually a process sure, because I sure. was younger. Absolutely, I, I was kind of more understanding the business and really, I just remember it was all from my dad. Definitely, yeah. I remember him just saying when I was eight, you know, you can't describe to the things that you could describe now. So I just remember him saying, you know, it's 
it's in the moment, you know, just, just be real. All yeah. you are is yeah. just a person speaking. You're not thinking about what you're doing now, so don't even think about it when you're doing it there. It's just, right. it's just in the moment and, and have fun. Yeah. And that, that's really all it is at the end of the day. Yeah. And you absolutely can, you know, in, in some acting classes, stretch it and, and take it to other places yeah. and it, describe it in harder ways. But, you know, if I could say anything, it's it's literally just in that moment there and you can react that moment. That's what yeah. the best thing is with acting. You can go into it and do it again and again and again. And you should be, you know, having having fun within that. It's it's yeah. really cool. Well, it's funny. I don't see a lot of... Don't take it too seriously. I see a lot... Exactly. Yeah. And don't take yourself so seriously. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not fun to play with people like Definitely. that. Definitely. Because it's a play... At, at the end of the day, it's called a play. Yeah. It, you are playing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, even, even so going out... So have fun, you know. Even going out in the real world, you kind of have to have a little mask on and because, you know, you yeah. have to have protection within a business. You're working. Absolutely. And it does. It does get a bit kind of freaky and really real out there because this is a, a business and... Yeah. You know, it is you just you just definitely have to But you're to, a kid, you know, you Exactly. You're I want I want to be you know? a kid and I feel that and you know, you should just totally just be yourself. How old are you now? 17. 17. Yep. Now, here's what I always say, you know, cuz I work with a fair amount of kids mm-hmm. and stuff too. And I always say, well, you know, to most most actors think, well, well, I just want to act. Well, who the heck doesn't want to just act? Yeah. You know, if you're under if you're under 21 or yeah. you're under 20, I should say, yeah. maybe about that. Yeah. Like, Noah, she works all the time, mm-hmm. your sister. Yeah, You yeah. know, because, I mean, she's yeah. a marvelous actress as yeah. well, you know. Um, she does mix, though, as well. She does music and... Uh, she does it. She mixes yeah, it up, you yeah, know. Yeah. My point is this. When you're a young adult actor or you're a child actor, that's when you can really just act. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, you have to take on the business mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. As an adult, you have to do the, the business of it and, and act. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And the acting part is ends up being, you know, as an adult, it's about 10% of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of it is actually running the show. The show, you yeah. Know? And that's what I'm kind of growing into. Right now, which I, is not or as far, I have, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> definitely a bit different. As you, you know, eight years old, you're just kind of going with the flow, enjoying. <laughs> He's here's a dog outside. Enjoying purely the, the art of it. And, um, but yeah, then you, you kind of grow up and you get into the whole business area of it and Actually, the business area is just—it's fun, just as fun. Yeah, it you just get to kind of go around, meet people, keep things current. You know, keep yeah. changing, keep things different. New. So, some just, people, I think, repel the term business, so yeah. they have a big hard time with yeah. it. But actors today, if you look at it, you know, like especially in it, your yeah. situation, you become a producer. You're yeah. not just acting; you're creating film, and Definitely. you're doing in all the different ways that you can create. You know your art and mm-hmm. it's like whether you're in it I mean look at George Clooney I mean like he he produces like one, he, one day know, I would love to um, definitely make the transition you know mm-hmm. a, a hybrid not anything permanent but I would love to become a, a director as well and yeah and film it you know itself and write it and produce it I would love to because it's right you know yeah you, the one way you're expressing it within acting is not the only way. Right. You know, just because it's the dead end in the car doesn't mean you can't pass the wall right. with, on your feet, you know. So I would love to be a director because I can show someone a different point of view from yeah. my heart, from the same person that did that acting wow, role. that's cool. Or I can, you know, make music from the same person, from the same heart, but yeah. it'll be different to anything else that I've done. So I, th- I think directing is the one thing. I used to say, oh, I want to direct, I want to direct. Now I kind of go, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. Dr- I, I would love. I love producing. I'm. A, I love producing. I love writing. Mm-hmm. But directing Mother of Pearl, it is such a huge thing. It's, it it is huge. I have seen some death. people go through a lot of stress, and 
it is a huge thing of it's more of a thing of your personal life because you've put oh, so yeah. much of yourself into it and there goes four years <laughs> there goes four years <laughs> or and if then, you're Michael Bay seven <laughs> yeah and if you're on the film you <laughs> yeah. know uh, yeah. you're in that moment you have this amount of time to get everything right that you, you've worked your life for basically right. like you put your life into it so it's cool but it's I've, a crazy job a crazy intense job it is job. insane I wouldn't job. be ready for it now but I, I'd love um, I love making short films and stuff yeah, and uh, that's you know great. easily slowing my way into it I, I can't yeah. wait Oh, I think you're yeah. going to do great with that, oh, too. Oh, I'd love that. Thank you. Hey, Thank um, you. I, all right. L- process. Yes. A little bit more to ask you about this. So, yeah, so when it comes to... Oh, I want to hear about Paranorman. Yes. And your experience with that. So how long a process was Paranorman? Paranorman. Oh, when Paranorman. Do you, when, like, do you remember getting the script and reading it and then... I wouldn't forward? know exact dates, but I know the kind of things that I was doing. I was, I was in Australia. Mm. It was a few years ago. And I, I think I was doing a, a film there or something. How or, did you get attached to that one? That's such a cool piece. That one literally was just, you know, it was almost like skimming past that thing in the script. It just kind of came to me. Yeah. And it was just another audition. I went to do it in Australia. I had to send that off on, on a tape. Yeah. And uh, I don't think I even went in. I, that was it. I think I, I got the job from there and then obviously came back to America. And um, so I, I would just go in every few months and within the duration of a year, I'd gone in ten times to do the whole script, basically. Wow. So um, that's that was the process. Of where, that. where do you go? It's kind of like Universal Studios, but then there's like another yeah small tiny recording building there. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. I love the. It's so just like down low and not it's, what you expect. You know, you see it on the big billboards, and it's like, wow, how did this go? All around the world from just that little from this place. tiny little room. Yeah, I it's know that's crazy. like here. It's crazy. You know, exactly. It's exactly. it's a it's a room. About it's literally side. this. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. We could have done it. In I fact, know. I did it here. I did it here. You know, you'd be surprised what's yeah. come out of here. I, I gotta tell you, that's exactly right. No, but it, it's um no, but that's what's cool about it. Yeah. That's one of the, I know. I thought that too when I first. Moved it's a here. compact. It's such a compact. It isn't it? Awesome I thought thing. The same thing. I thought. Yeah. It's too. This is the biggest small town I ever. It's literally just sending like an MP3 all over the world. But of course. With Paranorman, there's that whole different aspect of really, I think, the stars of the show are the ones that were there for like three to four years doing all the stop motion and all of that. I really kind of came in just on the end barrel and and recorded. But um, yeah, it it was amazing to see them work. Kind of to kind of to sit back and see a completely kind of different. No, I know when you did that when you do animation, you Mm -hmm. don't usually get to play off of anyone else. You got to a little bit, but yeah, how much? I got to not really a lot. I think probably. Maybe four times out of the, out of the ten. Um, Over the course of what eight? Ten. Eighteen months. Oh, ten months. I mean, sorry, uh, twelve months. Twelve. And months. then ten sessions um, wow. within every kind of few months. Yeah. So, and they videotaped you. Right? Yes, they also videotaped me. Um, In the very beginning, or continually they all the way through. Continuously videotape me through it, and I have kind of little paranormal characters there, so I can see in the scenes and stuff. Crazy. So they try to surround you as much as you can within the scene. Yeah. Um, but the filming is for when obviously they take it back to the to the animators, and they can actually change my mouth in ways that I move it, so it looks wow. just like it. So isn't that nuts? The things that they do are, are crazy. Um, I'm just the guy talking. What a cool process. Exactly. Were you, were, I mean, did, I mean, truthfully, most fun things to do. It it was, it was, it was, oh my gosh, so much fun. And with animation, you just go in, it's, it's so laid back because, you know, there's no makeup, there's no, this, that, timing. (laughs) 
Exactly. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. I literally it's just four woke up. in the afternoon. And yeah, like we just going, both woke up. We had some now. coffee and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. You just have to sound good. And my voice sounds great in the morning. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I sound like fast in the morning. You like frogs. It's really know? easy. And it's a lot of fun. And I think, you know, it's it's just a smooth sailing trip for you, the actor, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Um, and you get to sit back and see an awesome play kind of yeah. flourish in front yeah. of you on an animation it just so comes you got from to nowhere meet, you got to meet all the people that you were playing opposite yeah I got to meet most of the people that I was playing opposite at the premiere yes at, only at the premiere yeah <laughs> yeah which is crazy it is yeah I met the lady who was playing my mother um, at the premiere who is that Leslie Mann Leslie Mann she's amazing isn't she yeah she's darling She's really cool. So you got very did cool. You get I got to, to meet her. Uh, I got to meet Leslie Mann at the rap party, and, and, uh, and let's husband, see who I. Her husband is um, Judd Jet. Apatow. Yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah. I met Paul him too. Feig I love too. I met Judd. Isn't he? I was tripping out on the inside. Is it? Oh, no doubt. I did the fangirl thing, except I kept oh, okay. it on the inside. I was just like, hello, and uh, uh, Leslie Mann. <laughs> okay, and I am Norman in Paranormal. Hello, what? I'm Norman. Well, this is what I was going to ask you, too. Now, you had a complete American dialect through yeah. this. When did you master the American dialect? I mastered the... Uh, <laughs> I mastered the, Amer- the American. Yeah. <laughs> the L.A. I mastered the general L.A. Um, Hello. Actually, within Australia. Oh, you did? When I was younger. And I think it was kind of due to that, that I, it's kind of stuck in my head so wow. well. I was eight years old, and it was thanks to... Anna Macrossa Nolan, who was in Australia, if she ever hears this. She never know. And you can send um, her a link. Yes, she taught me <laughs> she taught me most of my accents when I was living wow. in Australia and she's amazing. Um, wow. But huh. I think from that age you kinda just soak things up really great. Yeah. So But y- you know what, you it's a special kind of kid. It's a special me. individual, special yeah. I mean you, you d- I do have to turn uh, it on. Well, you've got an artistic whenever. soul anyway, I mean from the from the get go, and it, clearly, I mean you've got that. So I you're going it. in and going Let's do this. That's also one of my favorite type of things because now I'm going to Australia soon to, to do Gallipoli. Um, Get out of here. It's the 100th anniversary <gasps> of that oh, war we had. You're kidding me. So I'm now playing kind of a, an extremely different character to anything else I've, I've ever done. Are they redoing Gallipoli um, with not, Peter Not Weir? redoing it, but because it's the 100th anniversary, a bunch of people are doing their own kind of anniversary type things about Have it. Have you seen this film? Um, no, 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 I haven't seen the original I one. I'll have to give it to you. Yes, I, I need to. It's it was on Netflix, amazing. but it was one of the ones that you have to physically order, so I didn't do it. Oh, really? Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah, so they're doing a mini-series in Australia, um, and it's going to be, I think, a few hours every kind of episode. Wow. So it's going to be pretty intense. But Holy crap. But what I was saying was uh, the fantastic. accent stuff. I get yeah, to go yeah, back, yeah. and I kind of get to be literally a completely different person with a yeah. different accent. And then I can come back here and do something in Scottish or, yeah. or, or you know. How American. did you like getting the Scots down? The Scots was, it was quite hard. Oh, it's always very much. It was quite hard. I told you. I, I came I? back and I tried to do it. See, I can't do it. Now you can, you're do doing it. it. I, it's, it's, all, it's there. That is one, though, that I cannot turn on and off. American, I can be here. Hello, I'm David from KLA5. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. But awesome. <laughs> I can't do the, uh, the Scottish and... Scottish and Irish. Irish, I do. I, you know, I do. Uh, you, you do it amazing. It's you do all of these special. amazing. She's my spot mother, on. My, my, you know, I'm going into Scots. Sorry, I'm totally stuck in the Scots. Me mother. Me mother. Well, my mother was born in Northern Ireland. Really? Uh, right. Away. Oh, L- yes. Listen to this. She listen was. This. Now, now my, mother, my my grandmother. She was. She said, "Do you like a cup of tea?" <laughs> and she saw. Oh Jesus, Kathy! You were walking out the door, and she said, "Just smell that." <laughs> smell what? 
Mum, what? Garlic. <laughs> the Italians, they eat it for breakfast. That's too good. Oh that is God. too good. I See, and that's great. I never say a bad word against anybody. Two people, the Italians. <laughs> so funny. And the Scots. It's Jim. great. But the coolest thing Correct is that you, up. because of that, yeah. kind of growing up with that or wherever. Well, yeah, you know, it was my grandmother, really. You understand now the, you know, the whole English, um, oh, yeah. Irish, over. Australian sense of humor. It's, I feel like it's completely different to, to oh. American. Oh, my God. You know, God, it's yeah. just so, I don't know what it is. It's just well, different. They, they, there's a, well, it's a, it's the a, Scots are different. The Scots are the most gregarious, most out there and yeah. like, let's go. Just, yeah. <gasps> yeah. And then Australians are kind of just laid back, just really edgy kind of humor. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I love the American humor too. I love kind of super bad and all that. Did you see Wolf of Wall Street? Not yet. I have not oh seen it yet. Dang it. I didn't see American Hustle or her yet. I have so. American Hustle. Do you have it yet? No, I don't have it yet. I got to see it in, is it still in theaters, you think? Yes. Yeah, I got to see it in theaters. It's got to be. I yeah, I think it. so it is. But yeah, there's some, been some good films coming out. Oh my gosh. It, this has yeah. been the best year for film, I think, since. really awesome. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy good. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so crazy over the top good. I thought, how can they narrow it down to just... Something. I mean, I don't even know how many films they do that for, for yeah. Academy Awards anymore. I think it's eight, maybe ten. It's not Maybe ten. Because they added, like, two more to it or something, mm-hmm. just like in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. And I and I um, I love the Academy anything. You know, I love, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. movies, you yes. know. And... But I love old movies too. My father used to say, "I don't know why you watch. I don't know why you have a colored television set. You never watch anything." Oh, in that's color. so cool! I'd really love you to. I'd love so, you to write down some old films. For I'll me. give you some great pictures where you're going to go. I have my friends always say to me, "God, do you know any more of these?" Yeah, <laughs> see like, that yeah, that's the, the person I need. Are you kidding? Because I'll be I'll be doing these interviews or you know talking just to yeah. anyone like we, we talk yeah and uh you bring up a name and i'll just be like mm, no don't no, know but it. you're 17 for co- 17 no, but, you know but I, I, I spread myself so so thinly over the whole kind right. of arts i'm i'm so infatuated with the universe yeah. and no, but you need literally to. just being alive just just everything so you're a passionate guy i'm what a passionate little dude great. so it's like I, i'm girlfriend? getting that i don't have a girlfriend it's valentine's day and you don't have a girlfriend it is good it, it is girlfriend day i almost said would you like to be day. my valentine this is awesome we got we, we did a Valentine's Day. <laughs> exactly. See that? That's the great thing about it. Don't that's have to perfect. date. It's I done. Love this. It's, it's done. easy because if it's hard, it's a drag. If it's hard, it's a drag, and and <laughs> you know you it. get past the whole romance area, and it turns into you know <laughs> mud. It turns into business. Yuck. It turns into it's business. A train wreck. Yeah, I know. It is. And luckily, I've bad I've business. Traveling the world and 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 growing up around you know very wise, smart people, I've yeah, I've learned to you know take a couple great lessons along the way and. Yes, yes. That's good. No, I don't know where I was going with that, but, it, there, sure, was, but there was that something was... there was something there that was hilarious. So just imagine <laughs> that that happened. Um, process with movies. I yeah. think, like I said, with Dad, he he is the one that kind of got me. Is he the business. one who coaches yeah. you, your dad? Yeah. Uh, is, when does I he was still? Kind of touches on it still, um, but he let me, after let me in, he kind of let me grow into the body of acting and kind of letting yeah. me control it myself, which I'm so grateful for. And yeah. I don't know how he did it, but he's a genius and he did it in the greatest way. And um, I now really have a lot of tools to work with within that, the industry and, you know, myself. Yeah. Thanks to him. But uh, when I was younger, like I said, it would just be kind of hard to explain that to someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my process is, is always different. Dad will usually start with sitting down, obviously just read the script so much. I read the script until um, 
you've juiced absolutely everything out of it that you can yeah. from them, you know? Because yeah. they are the minds that created these characters That's that you're right. about to embody yourself in. So you must take take all Respect that they the give. Script. Exactly. And it's all there. It's all there for you. All the answers are in the script, mm-hmm. even if they're not there, because, you know, you know, just find out how well, that works. And a lot of talent, they'll walk into it, they'll look at the text and they'll go, oh, well, I would have done that if they were to tell me to do that yep. or some kind of thing like exactly. that. Exactly. Well, I didn't, well, Don't I didn't let see them tell that. you. Don't let them tell you. No kidding, my Be God. The, one that, the, the poem's tells. going in the wrong direction, exactly. man. It's supposed to be but from you to them. You know? After I read it, uh, you know, as much as I can, which, mm-hmm. let me say, I am a teen and it feels like homework. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I gotta read this game tonight. Yeah. I mean, the really enjoyable part is after when you have all of the info in your head, you've done all your homework, you've yeah. written about your character, you've embodied his life. And when you know so much um, depth of this, this person you've created that's within you, yeah. it is extremely easy to jump in and out of that, just like the accent. Once yeah. I know every vowel, every area that your guy's accent goes into, yeah. every part of the universe, I... I can be comfortable within that and right. jump in and out it. Right. You know, fully embody it or be myself. Right. So I think that's an important thing. You need to know that person inside and out because you're going to be thinking things that he never says within the script. Right. Um, right. Jesus so God, you, so you're thinking stupid. that. Um, it's amazing. And I just do every little things of like the bus that I catch to school, the girl that I like, even if it's not in the script. Every person has wow. their same things. You know, every yeah. person in life has something. And uh, you're just, you are just their experience yeah. of a small snippet of their life right. within that script. Yeah. So that's really all you are. So yeah. what's more important, the small snippet of their life that you are being yeah. or the person itself, which the experiences came from? Yeah. So the, the person itself is the key, the right, heart, exactly. the soul. So I really try to embody myself within that. And sometimes I really, I, I love my characters. I hold yeah. them true oh, to me God, forever. I, exactly I learn so much from my characters. Yeah. And um, it's hard saying goodbye to them sometimes. And even, you know, people They'll on set. Yeah you, yeah, you meet this big family and next thing, boom, it's over. You're on another one with a new family. It's, yeah. it's crazy. But How long is the process typically? I mean, the is process, there, if there is a typical. If, if, if you even have time to create yeah. a process um it will be as much as you can yeah. as much as you can i mean usually do you when you know oh let's say it was say i got a job yeah and tell, they tell were like we're filming Kingsley. we're filming in a few what was that filming in? that was in new york no what was and it, it? oh it was called birder's guide to everything birder's guide yeah it was yep. in new york that was shot in new york yeah i thought it was in mount uh, kisco Van- vancouver Vancou- vancouver was wilderness of james Oh. Wilderness of James was another independent film I did, um, which was about a boy within Portland, Oregon, who kind of breaks out of his shell and and embodies his town and just becomes yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that was that. Uh, the process time before, you know, if someone called you up and told you you had a job, yeah. I would say from that day to whenever that job is about to go, you yeah. keep that relevant you know and it, it's really hard to do because it is like homework sometimes oh at this it is age. homework without question it's without question it's homework and no matter what you do even if you love it with all your heart there's going to be homework since working with obviously my dad and that's the only person I work with uh, absolutely kind of no one or any acting classes have I been to um, well he gets you and he's also an actor too yeah. and he also coaches of course as well. and dad, dad like I was saying he's just one of the most down to earth people that I know and He's so open and loving, kind of. I've, I've realized growing up how amazing my parents are and how much they've opened They're up. Ama- and, they are amazing and people. given for my, my 
in the real world, it's a career, and yeah. it, it's beautiful and art, and you can talk about all that. But if there's not a roof over your head and, and food on the table, then we're talking about physical things. And so, yeah, this this is really, I think, everything that's happening for me now is so great. You know, yeah, my parents are so open. But but coaches, um, just only dad. And wow. like I was saying before, he kind of let me, after let me in, go off and find myself, yeah. which I was definitely worried about. I was like, I've, I've never done a film without kind of dad's help, kind of dad's yeah. talking, dad's process. And I thought that I absolutely couldn't do it. And <laughs> I learned that, you know, you the can. ways that he teach, it, they just stick with you. Yeah. It's just the realness. And you can never take away truth. You can ne- never take away realness. So yeah. It's there, and I'm so grateful for that yeah. from him. That's definitely. great. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. D- and and in terms of the dialect, you'll have mm-hmm. a dialect coach on a on a set. You just did this. What was the picture you did in? I did uh, Slow West. Oh, that and was in Scotland. Yes, that was in Scotland, and that was mostly in New Zealand. And New Zealand. But I had wow. I did have a dialect coach on that, and she was amazing wow, because that's great. yeah, sometimes you want to just focus on your job and expressing and being that character. Yeah. That you don't really want to worry about the physical mouth things of an accent when you're sure. within the scene you're like you i can't to, be thinking about that and yeah. she was really great at just maintaining my accent also while while uh, i could be free with jay the character it's fantastic now so you have had how many pictures have you done in the past year oh in the past they're year all main i'm feature, not sure I, they're featured i did production. obviously paranorman mm-hmm. um i i filmed all of dawn of the planet of the apes mm-hmm. uh with gary oldman who oh gary I need to tell. This is what I was talking about. So I'm gonna faint. So you know how you were. I was. I was talking about. I need to get some old black and white films off you. The only reason I said that is because I was sitting in the car with Gary Oldman one day, and we were shooting all day the same scene. So many people, and we were just in this car, getting out, going in and out, in and out all day. Yeah. Um. But I was with Jason Clark and Carrie Russell and and Kirk Acevedo. Everyone was there. Yeah. And we would just (laughs) every time cut, walk back to the car, and something sprung up probably working on a film set talking yep. about films <laughs> and uh, we just started talking about classic films and stuff and I just heard a lot of names from movies that I, I'm extremely you know uh, what's the word uh, unfamiliar with familiar with actually familiar that with. you are familiar with that but the movies I wasn't familiar with ah. um, so I, I literally went up to Gary and we just started writing down all of these movies and I have a whole list from Gary Oldman of Fantastic. his favorite movies, and Stop. I think what's what's on the top of the list? Um, th- th- it wasn't like from the top list to the bottom, and it's actually on my other phone. Oh, I'm sure it's out of out of sequence, but but he uh, what was it? There was like Raging Bull, French Connection, of course, um, just every just everything. yeah. You got to see. The, have you ever seen the conversation? That was in there. I love that the was conversation. in there. I think yeah, and that's I I own it. I've got and a lot of French directors. He kind of wrote down oh, as well. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see uh, the Name of the Rose? Name of the Rose is, um, I fell in love with Sean Connery in this right. picture. It was from the 80s and stuff. And it's um, it's got Sean Connery, uh, Christian Slater. It's the ugliest men in film. Yeah. <laughs> ugliest men in film. And it's an Arto picture. And it is, uh, it's, it's, about, it's set like, this sounds really not sexy. It just sounds right. like really the most boring movie in the world. Right. But it's one of my favorite pictures. And it's. Um, I'd love to check it out. Oh gosh, it was from like '85 or something like that, and and it had, um, gosh, it's got uh, it's a it's 11th century monks, 
And it's what and uh, it's at the time when they were like debating how many angels sit on the head of a pin kind of thing. Wow. And it was about and it's based on a true story by Umberto Eco, who was an art historian. Mm-hmm. And it is the most psychological thriller that will blow your freaking mind. And I just I watched on the way back uh, from Scotland. 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. And can I just say that that is literally what my mind feels like. If I am to ever to make a film, something (laughs) kind of in the field of that. Yeah. That, you know, I want to do things like that. I love um, Jackie Brown. Oh, my God. I love things like that. Anything Anything Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah. I I love, I don't know what that feeling is that when you're sitting down and watching his movies, but... He just creates a vibe and an aura that is totally. so perfect. And you just, you, I love you it. are so Within involved it. in it. Yeah, yeah, and the characters are so badass and yeah. cool. And I, I love it. It's, yeah, it feels it's like great. another world. It's Tarantino world. Yep. Um, that's great. But that's what I want to create. When I do a, a film of my own, I, I really yeah. want to create a whole different aura, a whole world. Yeah. And maybe not have to do it with special effects and things like that. I want yeah. to take it back to a, a great story. story. Yeah. Yep. Boy, so te- your dad wait. did te- teach you well. You know oh, what I mean? I love him. Seriously. Are you, yeah. What's not to love? Your father's a marvelous actor. Your sister's a wonderful actress yeah. as well. My mother so, is just the one keeping us and all sane. Mo- and she's like going, oh, my God. <laughs> chewing gum. You know, yeah, I hold chewing it together. gum. <laughs> so it's really cute. My yes. phone's blowing up. It is. Whatever. Look at you. You're popular, more popular. Uh, uh, I, well, I got one Valentine greeting. Oh, I know. But you know what? These are Look my friends. These are. It's not like... It's not like... I don't know, yeah, going back to girlfriends, I'm I'm yeah. working so much. I don't even have. Oh, we gotta get you a cheeky. <sighs> we gotta get you, we gotta get you some hot little Jeez. something something. A little something something. <laughs> a little something something. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta roam around this building. I don't know. I heard there's some pretty you know. There's some cute girls in this good building. Girls, yeah. There seriously are. I probably should well, start the, working the, out. The pretty little liars girl. That's what something. I heard. There's a couple, man. They're we cute. We should bring them for a little podcast. You know, Dawn of the Planet well, comes out. Come on over. We're gonna do a podcast. Pretty little liars. Oh, he was here. Yeah, just chilling on my couch. He's hanging out. Would you mind if he comes in? Yeah, that's a great Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm gonna roam around the building now and look for. That's great. Well, thank you so much, honey, for coming in. This was such a blast. I really, man, you're an angel. I just love working with you. Thank you. This was a blast. This is fun. Seriously, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I love to talk about a career and. And acting and things like that, but I will literally come in any time under a subliminal name, and I'll talk about the universe with you because Bring it that's where I owe most of my my mind to. I kind of research sacred geometry a lot, um, yeah. Fibonacci spiral. I don't know what sacred geometry it's, is. It's just kind of the uh, <laughs> geometry of the world, kind of the natural measurements of wow. how anything's made. Like you know, yeah. you look at our fingers. This oh, is two inches. I'm a three, calculus four. freak. It is the actual measurements of the universe. Yep, I get it. Yep. So I can't wait to show you. Okay, well, th- this was great. I, yes. I, it was, it so, was such a pleasure having you. Thank you so much Thank for coming. Thank you so much. And like I said, I'll come in any time and talk about anything. Love it. Thank Cody you. Smith McPhee, you're awesome, man. Thank you all and very much. Continued success, my pal. Peace. Love you. This is Kate McClanahan, and this has been the Sound Advice Podcast. To find out more about voiceover and our process, check out voiceoverinfo.com. <laughs>